0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Lord. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? The Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you do not even have a bucket, and the cistern is deep. Where then can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the cistern and drank from it himself with his children and his flocks? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I will give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered and said to him, I do not have a husband. Jesus answered her, You are right in saying, I do not have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true, the woman said to him. Sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you people say that the place of worship is in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And indeed the Father seeks such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he. The one speaking with you. At that moment, the disciples returned and were amazed that he was talking with a woman, but still no one said, What are you looking for, or why are you talking with her? The woman left her water jar and went into the town to see the people. Come see a man who told me everything I have done. Could he possibly be the Christ? They went out of the town and came to him, Meanwhile, the disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. So the disciples said to one another, could someone have brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say in four months the harvest will be here? I tell you, look up and see the field ripe for the harvest. The reaper is already receiving payment and gathering crops for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper can rejoice together. For here, the saying is, verified: that one sows, another reaps. I send you to reap which you have not worked for. Others have done the work, and you are sharing the fruits of their work. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me everything I have done. When the Samaritans came to him, they invited him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more began to believe in him because of his word, and they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of your word, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My confrere and friend, Father David, is a Shakespearean scholar wrote a book, and after it was published, some newspaper across the river in Cambridge interviewed him. And at the end of the interview, the woman asked my friend, why do you like Shakespeare so much? And he said, oh, if I could just write one Shakespearean sentence, I would consider my entire life an absolute success. I wanted to be a priest since I was in second grade and if anybody came up to me and asked me, why do you want to be a priest? I would say, oh, if I could just bring one person, one person to Christ, I would consider my entire life an absolute success. And here's the Samaritan woman in the gospel today, brings a whole village to Christ. What? How does that happen? Is she a trained missionary? No. Is she getting a doctorate in theology? No, I don't think so. Is she an ordained priest, minister, or a cardinal? No? Well, how is it possible? You ever play poker? What happens is you get, they deal out the hand, and you get, pick up your hand, and what's the first thing you look at when you see your hand? You go, ah, oh, how can I, how can I always get lousy cards? I was in a convention, a bunch of guys, and at the end of the day, we, got together and had a little poker tournament for fun. We broke up into uh, tables of five. And they dealt out the cards, and I picked up the cards. I had a two, a four, a seven, a nine, and a jack. Completely, totally useless in poker. Do you know I made it to the championship round with, another, with one other person? That's the amazing thing with poker. It's not about the hand that you're giving. It's how you play the hand. Now, if you look at this Samaritan woman, she, you would say that she was dealt with a lousy hand in life. First of all, she's a Samaritan woman. You can't get lower than that in society. And then on top of that, she has five husbands, and the, the person that she's with now is not her husband. She can't even go to the waterhole with the other ladies in the morning. She has to go there at noon because of the gossip. And look what she did. She brought an entire, converted an entire city to Christ. We're still talking about her today. Not what you have. Mother Teresa said to Jesus, I want to help the poor in Calcutta. Calcutta? You better have a degree in an Ivy League school to take on Calcutta. You better have a lot of money to take on Calcutta. So Jesus says to Mother Teresa, What do you got? What do you have to do this? She says, well, I don't have a lot of education. I don't have any money. But I know how to hold babies. And I can say the rosary. Jesus said, I can use that. I can use that. And Mother Teresa took on Calcutta. Jesus turned to the disciples and said, What do you have? What do you got? They said, Five barley loaves and a couple of fish, but what is that for so many? And Jesus said, I can use that. And he fed five thousand families. And then Jesus went to the Samaritan woman and said to her, what do you got? She said, not much. But I do have a pocket. Jesus said, I can use that. Did anybody here know somebody with photographic memory? Actually, they are a lot of fun. So one of my confreres come up to me and he said, uh, isn't this your father's birthday today? I think he's 80 years old. I said, how do you know that? He said, well, you told me five years ago. But when that conversation took place, I was preparing for my comprehensive exams for my doctor. And that means I went and spent an entire year reading a stack of books about this high. And then I have to try to figure out how to remember everything for the exam. So when he said that, I said to him, Oh, can I just borrow your brain for this exam? He said, "Really, really, you want to have my brain?" I said, "Yeah, but just for the exam. You can have it back after the exam." I didn't need it. I didn't need it. Let me give you. Let me close with this last story. When before Moses met God at the burning bush, who was Moses? Moses was a runaway slave. With a rap sheet for murder. You can't get lower than that. You can't get lower than that in society. And yet, he became one of the greatest prophets that we know. How did that happen? You would say that he was given a really bad deck in life. Well, anyway, this is what happened. So God met Moses, and God said, Can I be your God? Will you let me be your God? How about it? And Moses says, well, what can you give us? What can you give me and uh, my people? He said, well, first of all, I I can give you your freedom papers, get you out of Egypt and everybody's going to be free. And then I will give you, provide protection for you so that all your enemies can't even hurt you. And then while you're in the desert, I will provide you with water and food to sustain you. And anything you need, I will give you. And then after that, I'm going to give you property. I will give you, but ho-ho, not just property. I'm going to give you prime real estate. I'm going to give you land that is going to produce lots of food. And not only that, I'm going to give you land that's going to be smack dab right in the middle of of the two superpowers with the exchange and, and commerce. And you're going to get lots of money and you're going to get lots of food. And you're going to flourish and you're going to produce. How about it? And Moses said yeah okay I guess you could be my God but what's the catch what's the catch and God said to Moses you just got to hear my voice just listen to me That's what Moses did. He became the greatest prophet. And that's what the Samaritan woman did. Now sometimes we think that God didn't really deal out a very good hand in life for me. But it's not about what you have. It's about what you do with what you have. In Christ... you'll hear him say, yeah, I can use that.